Hello, everybody, and welcome back to So I Used to Be in a Band. I'm Jim Bowen, and by now you've probably guessed you're right, I used to be in a band. Well, today's guest is the musician that I think I've shared the stage the most number of times with, and if you've ever spent time checking out the Burlington, Vermont music live scene, music live scene, live music scene, excuse me there, there's a great chance you've seen him yourself. Anyway, wakey, wakey, jakey, jakey, are you there? Good afternoon. Good day. I'm here, Jim. Uh, it's good to have you. you. Have you? Nice to hear your voice. How have you been? I've been I've been well. I've been well. It's been a very interesting, I would say, 15 months, but overall, life is going well. I've got no really. Yeah, it has been. And you know, for everybody out there, Jake, I don't think we've seen each other in almost 10 years now. It's gotta be at least 10. Yeah, so well that's somewhere I... like 10 to eleven. Yeah, well, I left 10 years ago. I do think when I was playing with Mitch at Nectar's, you came down to see us one time. I remember that. Yep. But af after that, I'm trying to piece it together. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I saw Jake too much before I left. But I've got you here today. And that makes me happy. Oh, it, makes, it makes me happy, too. It's really nice to be able to, to reconnect and, and talk about, uh, talk about our, our journey together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell everybody a little bit about, you know, how we met. We were in a band called Nothing About Grover. It was a very, uh, a, I would say, established, controlled environment. We joined a couple who had a CD already created, and we were brought into, I think you helped finish a little bit of it, but also to just kind of play the tracks as they were, as the band wanted us to, or as they wanted us to. And it was it had its difficult moments. We were great friends, but it definitely had a, it, its implosion. At the same time, I think that there were a lot of great things that I got out of the band, and I'm just going to list those quickly. When we were in this band together, that was when we got to go to New York City. We played in Manhattan. We played in Boston. We had a residency at Nectar's. We did a, a tremendously good, like, big CD launch show that was something we hadn't experienced. And we had the experience of playing with in-ear monitors for the first time. So there was some a level of professionalism I think we both got to experience together at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. That was the most you know, professional uh, environment I'd, I'd ever been in. There was absolutely a clear vision of what they wanted and our job was to help recreate what they had made in a studio in that live setting. So yeah, I'd never been to New York to play or Boston and had a residency and got to know all the people at Nectar's, which is like the it place uh, in Burlington, it was, it was a really great experience. There were a couple of other things in addition to that that I that I took away. One was you mentioned the in-ear monitors, which was a new experience. Mm -hmm. We got to yep. play along to, yep. to a couple of backing tracks, which as a drummer was great for me because it really helped me improve my time. Mm -hmm. Because when you've got that track going in the background, there's no opportunity for you to like mm -hmm. wiggle woggle anymore. You got to really, you got to really keep it keep it together. So that was super helpful. For, mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. um, having a commitment to a vision, like really knowing what you wanted and going yeah. for it, yeah, that was huge. And then the last thing was was something that one of the members of the band said to me at, at one point, which was, every time you go out, 
no matter what the stage is. If you're playing a coffee house, if you're playing a big stage, one person, a hundred people, it makes no difference. Mm -hmm. Give it your all, play your best. You never know who's in the audience. So you never know what the result of that performance could be. I took that Absolutely. with me. Absolutely. And I continue to use that every time I hit the stage. That's great advice. And it's a great way to play. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was probably the best lesson uh, from my, from my time with there. The you talk that about away. that, you know, the, the Burlington music scene. And I, I think one of the greatest things we took away from that was uh, meeting the people who did the booking, the sound folk. I, uh, Sergey from Nectar's was probably the best sound guy I've ever had with any band I've ever played with. Yeah. He was, and still is amazing as he's still there. He's still there. I just saw a post uh, a little while ago from Jazz Fest that he put on Facebook of him doing sound for the shows they're doing at Nectar's. They're actually playing on the rooftop now due to COVID, and he was still doing hmm. doing sound there. So I have no idea how many decades he's been wow. there, but he's still there, and he's still making people sound amazing. That's fantastic. Well, it's the crazy. good thing is about well, the good thing that took place at the end of that band. Uh, well, actually, before I go there, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping over my notes. Uh, I want to talk about the, the Craigslist thing, because we both joined Nothing About Grover from Craigslist ads. And I think I've told you yep. that I kind of like just picked one out and I was like, that sounds interesting. And I, I kind of went for it and uh, I, I probably couldn't really play much, but I guess there was something they saw in me and brought me into the band. <laughs> and I was happy to, to learn everything I had to learn. But you were the Craigslist extraordinaire as far as answering ads yeah i was i was really hungry to play music just in general and it really didn't matter in what environment or with who i wanted to play so i was the guy who answered every single ad of people looking for a drummer on craigslist mm -hmm. to the tune of hundreds of them they led to some <laughs> great opportunities and they led to some strange opportunities as well it was well, is there a strange opportunity? Gamut. You you have to share a strange opportunity with us now. Though. All right. So so there there's one in particular. Um, I drove to this residential neighborhood, uh, which was about 40 minutes away from me. And met met the, the guy who had written the ad. He welcomed me in the house. We went downstairs into this practice room. And the first thing I noticed of a few things was, one, everybody was older than, older than me. Mm -hmm. Almost twice my age, which and I was like all right, that's okay. We're good. We're good. I set up my drums and then I noticed everybody had a music stand, which was a little strange because I hadn't mm -hmm. seen everybody with a music stand since my days playing jazz band. Then there was a binder on the music stand. And when I opened the binder oh to see what oh we were going to be playing, it turns out they were all hymns. <laughs> and it was just a binder full of hymns. And I went, I've stumbled into a church group. It's a praise band. Yeah, they didn't mention that in the ad. And they said they were really, they were established and just looking to fill out their sound. It sounds and seems like we might have a little bit more work to do here. So um, I did practice with them for a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But then I said, I don't think this is really going to work out for me just playing hymns. So uh, we went ahead and we moved right on to the next, uh, the next ad. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. You have to be in the situation that you're comfortable with. So, but, yeah, but that's, that's, that's funny that's that you being, walked into that, not even knowing. 
Yeah, there was no mention of it. I was the youngest person in the room by far, and I was I was probably the most experienced musician in the room too. They were all still sort of learning uh, what they were doing. So please, please um, tell me they said a prayer before practice. I honestly, I don't remember. It, okay. it is possible. <laughs> it is it is possible, but you know, I'm I'm not really sure. Well. I'm going to carry us down the road here. We answered that ad. We we played with nothing about Grover. We had the experience that we had there. We we took away the the positive with us, which was really kind of the ability to go out and book and play places. We'd met, we'd networked. So I came up with the name Simpatico. You and I were the core of Simpatico. And I literally just Googled like synonym for gets along well with each other. <laughs> And that's where the name came from. And I was looking for something that would just exemplify musicians on stage that were having a good time. And I think we had a fair amount of that. I think every, we got to, we got together. Uh, we had a good time, whether we were playing in your living room or playing the, ba the basement of a house down the street, playing a small stage, playing a big stage on every, on every time. Yeah, it was always a good time. What yeah. was cool what was, was we did a fair amount of shows as a duo. You and I, I would just play guitar and you would yeah. play drums. We we played Castleton University. There was some kind of show there. I, I think we went. That was our first gig and we didn't really have any songs. We just kind of were like, let's get in the car and go. And, you know, I, I remember being a little bit hesitant going, we're going to drive all the way down to Castleton and we don't really know many. Yeah, you know what? Forget it. Let's just do it. <laughs> we we played it. we played Blister in the Sun twice that night because yeah people asked for it because they <laughs> and some and some that's what you got to do yeah you know Jake I'm I'm gonna throw a, a curveball at you because I've I've not put this in any of the notes so I'm I'm pulling this and you're gonna be like what but I am I... the reason why it says in Craigslist ads must have own transportation because you drove me all over Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That's, that's yeah. true. You, 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 uh, I did always have to drive you around, but that's funny that I didn't know that little tidbit of information. Oh yeah. That's well, very you, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for all those times. I'm going to just tell everybody out there that's listening we used to have a rehearsal every Monday night and it was at a place that was an hour away from me, but it was also probably an hour and 20 minutes for Jake to come get me and then drive me back the hour to where we were having band practice. And then the next day we'd spend the night, the next day Jake would drive me back home in the morning and then drive back home the hour and 20 minutes to where he was. So right here, hand in the air in front of the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I wouldn't have had those experiences if you just hadn't been so cool. And I guess I was a pretty good shotgun guy. So you were, you were a great, you were a great shotgun guy. It was always, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was always a, a pleasure to be able to do it. And I was glad that I had the ability uh, to be able to do that and just, you know, haul you around everywhere. I, I couldn't talk about playing with Simpatico and playing with you and the stuff that we did without bringing up uh, Frank and Wendell. Frank and Wendell to me were, they're friends of yours, but to me it was like watching Batman and Robin. It was watching the cavalry show up. As I said to everybody out there that Jake and I, we would play as a duo. 
but we did like playing with more people and the more the merrier we've got shows with all kinds of people from different bands pulling in and out but but frank and frank and wendell were the two guys that when they showed up it was like everything just glossed over and was shiny hey i've always loved playing with those guys and to this day anytime one of them says heaven says hey you want to come play come play my first absolutely um um they're just great guys to play with their knowledge of knowledge of music is uh tremendous they work well together they're both excellent musicians they can pick up on stuff really really quickly so yeah they're just like an easy like plug and play and they're so much fun they're so much we fun. got to I play we got we got to play some good spots with them. We played Metronome with them. I remember doing a show yeah. there. Uh, we played them the the big stage at the Rusty Nail. We did. We did. We yeah. Did. yeah. For the I, I can't remember why we played it, but I but do, I do remember playing it because it because that was that's one of the bigger stages in the state. And if you take out like Higher Ground and like the Pickle Barrel, so that was a big that was a big deal and. That was in the town where I worked, so I tried to invite a lot of people out to it. It was it was a blast. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you know, thanks for introducing me to those guys. And who knows, maybe if I can finagle it, I'll get one of them to come on the show down the road. I'd really enjoy having those guys, I, that, uh, I, you know, here. I imagine I might be uh, be uh, they they wouldn't mind coming on and sharing some stories and sharing some time with you. So after, you know, well, after like really kind of during Simpatico while we were kind of cruising around and doing different things, I ended up meeting a guy named Lindsay who, you know, I, somebody came along to me and they're like, oh, this girl moved to town and she brought her boyfriend from either North or South Carolina, but somewhere down South and he plays music. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll get in touch and see what this guy's like. And I remember having him come over and, and jam and it was like having a 21 year old stevie ray vaughn standing in the basement <laughs> it really really was he was just uh, just naturally gifted and it it came easy to him and he had a way mm -hmm. about him that was just really welcoming and warm and fun and as good as he was, he still made you feel really, really comfortable, even if you mm -hmm. knew you were not even close to being in the same league musically. <laughs> no, but but he just he he listened. He would play with us. We didn't have to play with him. He had a, a yeah. great ear. Of, I, you know, I don't know if you knew this. I think you did. But he grew up as a fiddler in a family bluegrass band. And one of the things that I found really cool when we played with him was because he'd been a fiddler, he had a fretless French electric guitar that he would use instead of playing a guitar with a slide. And he would just use his fingers to go up and down the frets to make that slide sound. <laughs> that, that was like just something else to watch. Yeah. You know, that just to watch somebody be able to, to do that because fretless in itself is just hard to know it where is. you are and he was just so smooth like mm -hmm. yes it just flew it that music just flowed right out of him it was so much I, fun to play with him i do have to say that probably the proudest i've been of a band name i like simpatico just because it was easy to remember and people did they would see simpatico or i would tell people that and they would say oh i've seen the name but 
the name of the band with Lindsay was Dreary Lane. And for some reason, that's the one that I'm the, the proudest of because I think it fits a blues band just it perfectly. Does. Yeah. It, it really does. It, it's a great name. Even to this yeah. day, it's a great name. You did, you did well. You did very well. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. I, I, well, hey, <laughs> oh, the, credit, the credit goes to Lindsay and the writing and the playing that he did for us when we were going out because I probably wouldn't have been inspired by that or thought of doing anything that way if, if it hadn't been for the just career musicianship that he had. So anyway, enough of us uh, sitting here talking about <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, you know, if you listen to that, he's going to be like, ah, oh, you guys are just sitting there. Let's talk about what you have been up to since I left Vermont that 10 years ago. If you've been answering Craigslist ads or, you know, talking to other bands or, you know, what, what, what have you done? So, uh, I'll try and, and sum it up a little bit and then we can sort of, we can break it down into pieces if you want. But, uh, uh, to this day, I was not in the last two and a half years, but up until like about three years ago, I still answered Craigslist ads. So yeah. from the time you left until uh, a couple of years ago, just before, uh, the pandemic hit, I played the most I've ever played in my entire life. At one point I was playing regularly with four different bands, four different wow. styles of music, three or four times a week between practicing and gigs. And virtually all of it was through Craigslist. I had a chance to play with a couple of reggae bands. Uh, I am mm -hmm. not a reggae drummer, never will mm -hmm. be, but one of them uh, had a rapper that was also part of it. And then the, the other one was just a bunch of guys in the, in the, the basement and we played reggae and then we played some fish tunes and melded it together. I played in a bluegrass Americana group that drew a lot of mm -hmm. inspiration from the Grateful Dead. And then I met Phil of Phil Yates and the Affiliates, which was probably mm -hmm. my most prolific um, band that I was part of. But then there was also a band called Citizen Bear which was mm -hmm. more original music and a number of people. And then from there, there was another band later on, uh, Nice, which was a mm -hmm. four-piece band that did original music and drew lots of inspiration, uh, inspiration from sort of the fish standpoint of, of music. So I played a lot and I played all the time and I had an absolute blast. So I'm, I'm happy to dig into any of that that you'd, you'd like to hear a little well, bit more well, about. I, I I, I, I just two things. So the first thing I'm just going to ask you nice, just so everybody else out there knows it's not spelled N I C E. That is correct. It's G what was the spelling? N G N E I S S. Was this a Genesis spelling. inspiration? It was in not a Genesis inspiration because okay. nice is actually a, the type of a type of mineral or a type of rock. Uh, igneous, perhaps. Okay. I was never really, really good with that, but that's where the, that's where it came from, and it's essentially a rock that's melded together over time. And so the the idea was this group was a group of musicians that came together. They took their inspirations from wherever it was. They melded it together to create the sound that we had as an original mm -hmm. act. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like band names. I like band names that have that kind of organic place that they come from that's where simpatico came out of 
So that's, yeah. that's really, it's nice that it's not just a, a you know, a, a band name that is insignificant. It has a meaning to it. I'm going to go over to Phil though, and talk to you about Phil, because when I was doing the booking in Burlington, Vermont for nothing about Grover for simpatico, Phil Yates and the affiliates were all over the place. And I would say that he was one guy that I kind of looked at and thought, wow, you know, this guy is playing almost every single week, you know, a, a couple of different places. He was all over the map. What was that experience like for you? It, it ended up being amazing. Uh, it started off a little bit rocky. I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you, but uh, it ended up being a tremendous experience just because Phil, uh, while being a tenured professor at one of the universities around because he was actually and he'll hate me for saying this but i'm going to say it anyway he's dr phil yates he has his doctor Ooh. in statistics so we used to have fun getting into arguments about um lots of things uh baseball statistics related and we, we would just sort of rub him the wrong way by telling him how much we wanted to play the lottery and he would immediately <laughs> tell us how insignificant and such a waste of time that that was. But um, Phil was great because Phil, we got to play all, we, play, we played in Canada. We got to play in New York and Boston and Baltimore. And wow. we did a, a little tour that went from, uh, started down in South and North, North Carolina and went all the way back up for a week. And we piled everything into a Honda Odyssey van and <laughs> wow. just had a, a tremendous time. We recorded three albums one at the tank and two at the net what is now robot dog studio yeah always practiced once uh, as much as it was about the music about about uh being together as people too because we had a really good balance all the time of playing music learning songs and then just hanging out and having conversation and getting to know one another and as i recalled to them uh, as we were, we got together after Phil had left to uh, pursue his his career in Chicago. Had we recorded the conversations that we had in the kitchen during practice, we would have had a zing pausing podcast. <laughs> but sadly, we never recorded any of those conversations. Uh, Just the way it went. I'm glad but you had the, that experience, though, Jake. It was it was tremendous, and I have to say, when I say that it started off rocky, there's. A story that I'm not proud of, but I feel it's I feel it's really important to uh, to mention it because in the end it's it's a funny story, but it's also um, not one of my proudest moments. So well, you know, I'm going to have to was, hear it. Yeah. So as I said, there was a time where I was playing with a lot of a lot of bands for at, at one time, and when I first joined mm -hmm. Phil, I was still playing with some of those other bands. Well, it turns out that I missed the first show I was supposed to play with them. So I okay. put it in my calendar. Hey, we're going to play this show. It's going to be here and it's going to be great. I put it in for the wrong day. Oh. So, the day of, so the day of the show, I'm practicing with another band. And we always, it was, we always got together and like practice for the entire day. And then we all, and then we all went home. And so I packed up my drums and I got in the car and I got this phone call and it's Phil. And he goes, Hey, Jake, how are you? I'm, I'm good. He's like, where are you? I was like, um, <laughs> I'm in the middle of the state. He's like, well, are you on your way to, to Middlebury? And I was in Barrie, which is the middle of the state. Middlebury is on obviously yeah. the other side. 
closer to New York. And I said, um, not really close. I'm really close. I'm a couple hours away. He's like, we're supposed to play. And I went, oh, no. You're wow. kidding, right? He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. Is there any way that you can get here? And I was like, I'm a couple, at least a couple hours away. I, I can't get there. So I'm so sorry. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he hung up the phone <laughs> and I immediately pulled over and went, what have I done? I missed the first show. And so they played this show as a trio. And I'm, I, I'm very thankful to Phil and Kevin and Rafe that they let me continue to play with the band. They forgave me, though I will say they never let me forget. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, a good group of guys, like though. It was a tremendous group. It, it really was. There, there that's, wasn't a, a, a bunch of people that I, I would have rather have gotten into a, a van with to travel thousands of miles and go through the South in a minivan with a Vermont license plate. <laughs> and I support Bernie Sanders sticker on the bumper. We had, that, we that had probably some, went over great. <laughs> well, we, you know, we did have a point uh, during the tour where we were, we were driving through one of the Carolinas and we, I was driving and we came upon a caravan of big trucks with big flags. Uh-huh. And we uh-huh. thought, Oh dear the Vermont license plate, the Bernie Sanders sticker. Are we going to be okay? And I said, you got to record this. And I, I gave my phone to whoever was in the passenger seat and they started to record a little bit. And then they were like, this is a really bad idea. And they threw the phone on the floor. Weeks later, I opened up my phone to download all the pictures and things. And I had mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. 35 minutes of audio of the four of us talking about how an awkward of a situation that was. <laughs> and again, if I had known about a podcast, I would have put it up there because it was pretty incredible. Well, I'm glad I've got the story now on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We do. I'm glad I got the chance to share it. That's awesome, Jake. That's awesome. Well, hey, listen, well, hey, listen. I'm going to keep the show short tonight and keep it where it's at. I'm happy that you came on, and I'd like to get you on again in the future. There's a lot more that we can talk about. This is just kind of dipping our toes into the pool with everybody that I've kind of played music with or friends that I have out there. And I think if you and I were to sit in a room and talk about everything that we've experienced together musically on stage and, and what we've accomplished, we could tell stories for hours back and forth. So I'm really happy to have you on the show tonight, Jake. And I really thank you for coming on. Hey, I'm really thankful, really thankful uh, that we were able to reconnect in this way and we can keep this line of communication open as as time moves forward it was a blast to think about the times that we had together and and get a chance to share some stories i had a i had a really great time absolutely absolutely hey jake thanks a lot uh just to let you know i'm gonna do my sign off here and then um you know i will look forward to keeping in touch with you and i'm even going to make my way across the pond hopefully next summer to see you it would be really cool if when I came across, if there's any chance at all, if we could play a little music together. Oh, I, I think we can definitely make that happen. Yeah, we, we should try to find a way. We will okay. we'll make it happen. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Everybody out there, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you uh, continuing to listen to. So I used to be in a band. That's me. I'm the guy that used to be in a band. But you know what? Jake, on the other end of this line, 
he is probably going to be in a band again at some point, and we will let you know what that band is. And if you are in Vermont, you need to go see him. But once again, thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful day, evening, whatever, because I'm in Scotland, and who knows when and where you are listening to this. Have a great night. We'll talk soon. Bye now. Bye.